Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Continuing our series entitled The Kingdom of God is Like. The Kingdom of God or the Kingdom of Heaven is Like. And uh, we've been in the series, we've talked about uh, the parable of the sower, we've talked about the parable of the wheat and the tares, we've talked about the parable of the mustard seed, and uh, we've talked about these different parables and why Jesus spoke in parables. And what he's doing in Matthew chapter 13 is he is unfolding or uh, revealing. Um, to revealing to ears that are not too lazy to listen and hearts that are not uh, easily so easily offended the mysteries of the kingdom of God the mysteries of the kingdom of God the mysteries of the kingdom of God here Jesus is teaching in Galilee he's teaching in Galilee and he's teaching there and he's he's on the boat and he's sitting down and he's talking uh, and he's teaching them about the mysteries of the kingdom of God. He's speaking in parables, which was a, uh, a which was a popular method of teaching in Jesus's day. Um, and so Jesus used this method of parables and what he would do as he would take a short story and he would uh, uh, or anything that that they could um relate to in that day and pair it with a spiritual truth and inside of the story there's a spiritual truth that is there but it takes the ear that hasn't it takes a person that has an ear to hear to listen to the truth that is inside of the story here's the hear hear me watch me that a lot of times ladies and gentlemen you can have good words that are being said and good sermons that are being preached but it's only those who are not too lazy to listen that can really take what is being said within the message and actually apply it. And so the reality is, is that Jesus spoke in these parables in order for the, the ones who are already rebellious, in order for them to have mercy towards them so their hearts wouldn't wax even more cold. And so the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, we have it right here is that he's talking about the mysteries of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. And watch me. What he's saying is, is that when he talks about the kingdom of God, he's referring to the kingdom in its present state right now here on the earth. He's not referring to the millennial kingdom, which he's going to come and set up because which he's going to come set up upon the earth due to his second coming. He's referring to a time between his first between his first and his second coming coming and the present state, the present current state of the kingdom here on the earth, ladies and gentlemen. And so this past Tuesday, I talked to you about the mustard seed and how and how it starts out. It is one of the least of all of the seeds that Jesus said 
in his day that the mustard seed was one of the least of all seeds. And the reality is, is that the mustard seed is not expected to grow beyond uh, <laughs> beyond what it is, uh, uh, beyond its purpose. But what happens is, is that that mustard seed abnormally grew into a strong tree. All right. That is not what a, the function of what a mustard seed is going to do. But what happens is, is that something that was least expected, something that was least expected, the Christian move was something that was least expected. They didn't expect that the move of the, the, the this Christian move, this kingdom would take, oh, my God, take so heavy in effect all throughout the world. It was least expected. It was one of the least of all of them. They didn't think much of Jesus. They thought he was a carpenter just coming out of Nazareth. And they said, there's nothing good that dwells out of Nazareth, that how the kingdom of God was like one man that planted a mustard seed, a one man that didn't seem like he came from much, that came from a single parent home because we didn't figure out where Joseph was. They thought it was coming from a man that 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 was just like them, but they didn't realize his deity. They didn't realize that they were entertaining God in the earth realm. They didn't understand that they were entertaining the, oh my God, entertaining God, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. They didn't understand that what he was coming to do was coming to redeem man in order for man to go back out there and restore, oh my God, and occupy and take dominion over the things that were had dominion over us. And because of that, they missed, they missed out. They missed out. They didn't really fully understand. And so here in the parable of the wheat and the tares and also the parable of the mustard seed, they are all linked to each other, the, the, the mustard seed and the wheat of the tares and the leaven, the, the parable of the leaven that we are on right now. I really had a hard time with dealing with this text, particularly as it pertains to leaven, is because normally when you talk about leaven in the scriptures, it always refers to something evil. It is always used in a negative connotation. It is not ever used positively, and it was something that I found to be very interesting because you have two uh, theological beliefs as it retains to what Jesus is talking about here in the text. There's two different um, ways of opinion that some people would believe that because he's talking about leaven, that he's referring to that in the kingdom of God in its present state, watch me, in the present state of the kingdom of God, there will be evil that will try to come and lurk into the kingdom of God, that there will be evil that will try to mix in to this growing move of the kingdom of God. Therefore, that leaven, when you see in scripture in 1 Corinthians 5, verse 6, I'll read it to you. It's not on the screen. Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little leaven leavens the whole batch of dough? You understand that leaven comes from an Old Testament thing where they was moving out Moving, moving out of Egypt, they didn't have time to, uh, uh, they didn't have time to pack and all of that stuff when they, when God was calling them out and and the great mass exodus. So what happens is, is that you have here in Old Testament sense that is always used negatively. It's always used negatively, how leaven uh, grows beyond what's needed and all of that stuff. So it's always used negatively, and people tend to believe, or some people fall on the coin, to believe that um, how worldliness is going to creep into the church. And worldliness has creeped into the church to some degree, but they're really, it's crept in, but they're really not of us. Then you have others who goes to the other flip of the coin, uh, theologically, that will believe that here this text, 
ladies and gentlemen, represents how Jesus, how the church, uh, being uh, that Jesus is talking about uh, leaven in not in a negative connotation, but in one of its qualities that leaven does. Because leaven permeating, it's something that causes something to instantly grow and, and brings the extra oomph to it and so how the gospel is like leaven how that one just a little bit of leaven uh in uh the gospel just a little bit of it will cause uh instant growth and so you have two sides of the coin uh as it relates to this theological uh belief uh well this theological um uh situation we find ourselves in this morning whereas though in what context was Jesus talking uh talking to us about how the kingdom of heaven is likened or compares it to leaven I, 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 at first I was on the side of believing that yes worldliness has creeped into the church and yes uh, Jesus was referring to the, the 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 massive abnormal uh growth that is the kingdom of God and what it is done but if if we go on the side ladies and gentlemen theological Logically, to believe that Jesus was only referring to in context of leaven being used in a negative sense and how evil will creep into the church. If you understand that once you put a little bit of leaven on, on, in something, it normally leavens the whole lump. And so what you're saying is that evil eventually is going to overcome the work of God. That's what you're saying in context. What you're saying in context is with a little bit of leaven coming in uh, into the church, eventually at some point evil will overcome the work of God. And as we know, ladies and gentlemen, that can't be true because if evil will ultimately overrule the work of God, then that means God's work is really not that powerful. Huh? Uh, that would mean that God's work is really not that powerful. It would really mean that that eventually it's no matter what we do, evil is always going to overcome what God and the people of God do. And that is not the truth. We've known through history how God, ladies and gentlemen, through the work, uh, through uh, through using vessels uh, 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 like you and I all throughout history, how no matter how the kingdom of darkness has tried to come up against the people of God and the church and the work of the kingdom, ladies Ladies and gentlemen, the kingdom of God has always overruled and always have dominated over such things. And the kingdom of God cannot be stopped because of a little bit of evil seeds that tries to come in and tries to uh, demean or tries to demote the work of God. No matter what happens, ladies and gentlemen, uh, no matter what happens, a little leaven of evil is not going to be able to overcome God's work. And so that kind of challenged me to believe that maybe I cannot go of that theological side of the coin here, that maybe, just maybe, ladies and gentlemen, that here in this text that Jesus is talking about a, a, a quality of leaven and, or yeast, ladies and gentlemen, how this yeast, uh, this yeast in this little bit of leaven, he talks about it almost in a positive sense and one of its qualities. Now, while leaven does represent evil most of the time in Scripture, here in this text, there's two sides of the coin when it comes down to it. However, I just want to deal with something and just challenge you and I's mind uh, as to the reason why he uses leaven, ladies and gentlemen, and, and, and give you a couple of things, uh, the reason why he goes into this direction that maybe it can be of some good to us. 
All right. Because here, what I believe that Jesus is doing is that he, he's given a warning, especially he gave a warning in the mustard seed one. And, but also he's given a warning that also as well is that evil can also creep in, too. But the, re, the only point that I would say is that you can't necessarily say that he's talking about it in an evil connotation here in his text. He's referring to one of the works of what leaven does. It permeates and how a little bit of it is able to help grow something that it only that it really a small. All bit of something can grow into something massive. I don't know who I'm preaching to, and I'm going to continue to say this, that you don't understand that just a little bit of God's, oh my God, just a little bit of the gospel can grow you into, oh my God, can grow into the hearts of men just a little bit. It, it doesn't have to start from much. You think that because you don't know uh, as much scripture as the next person, that that little that you don't, that the little that you may know is not able to take you far in life. Let me tell you something, it can. You don't understand that the little that God has put inside of you, just that little leaven of gift and talent that God has put inside of you, you don't understand how that little leaven can grow into something great. You don't understand how God can take something that seems insignificant to man, that's something that seems not as important, how God can begin to grow that and take your life to another level and grow that and touch the lives of others so that that you can place a little leaven in them as well, and that leaven is referring to the gospel. Leaven is referring to the gospel. Most say that leaven symbolizes the kingdom of God that penetrates and works silently to transform men and society. Are you hearing me? It is argued that Christ and his gospel alone have the power to transform lives individually and socially till the whole world has known. Ladies and gentlemen, here he's referring to the woman. The woman is, could be referred to here in our text as the church. And the reason why I can make this uh, 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 I can make this connection is because in Ephesians, Jesus talked the, the scripture talks about uh, how man should uh, love their wives as Christ has loved the church. And in the revelations, you refer the church is referred to as the bride. Are you hearing me? And so what happens in here is that the church is, uh, the leaven is deliberately taken in the fact of interpretation where the leaven, uh, it can, it, it, uh, where it take, represents the kingdom of God, the woman will probably be the church and the leaven, the gospel. The meal would be the world or those without knowledge of God in the world. This means that the church would have a twofold task. Are you hearing me? A twofold task that the church would seek to leaven individuals. That means that the gospel is the only thing that penetrates individuals. Let me tell you something. Your judgment is not going to change anybody. Hallelujah. That the, what, what God is telling us is that we as the kingdom citizens, our tasks are twofold. Our tasks are twofold. In other words, what Jesus is saying to us is that we have a responsibility. When Jesus told us to go ye therefore and then told the disciples, go ye therefore, making disciples, that is us coming, oh my God, that is us going out into the world so that we can penetrate culture with the gospel. Oh my God. 
receive my goodness in here. Let me tell you something. While giving good stuff to, to those who are in need are great. While all of that, let me tell you something, and meeting physical needs are great. The greatest need that we have that is beyond racism, that is beyond, oh, my God, systemic poverty, the greatest need that we have, ladies and gentlemen, beyond the things that we see on the surface is the spiritual need that God, the gospel, needs to come to penetrate someone's life. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. It needs to penetrate the individual gospel until the whole person is transformed. What we need, ladies and gentlemen, and that's why we are called Transformation Christian Fellowship, because you and I are agents of change. And what God said, as a kingdom citizen, I need you to go out into the world, and I need you to penetrate it until every life is transformed. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Uh, the, uh, the church would seek to leaven. You can use leaven in the negative sense, but here God, Jesus is saying is that I'm using it because of what it does to the dough. What it does to the dough, when leaven penetrates the dough, that thing ultimately starts to rise. And what Jesus is saying as the gospel penetrates, oh my God, because, oh my goodness, the leaven comes to finish the work that is inside, oh my God, to finish, what, oh my God, inside of the dough in order for it to rise. All right. The church would seek to leaven society as a whole to penetrate society with the gospel until the whole society was transformed. All right. Let me give you this. It was the woman's task to leaven and make the bread as it should be. Note that she did her job and took the leaven, the gospel, to do the right job, to do the job right. See, a lot of times you're trying to go about things, oh, my God, you're trying to go about this life using worldly and carnal things to get the job done. Oh, my God. Can I help somebody? How in the world you have Jesus? Oh, my God, you have to. See, here's the thing. We heard it last time. The mysteries of the kingdom have been put in the hands of the people of God. And with the mysteries of the kingdom and put in the hands of the kingdom of God, God has given you the mysteries of the kingdom. And here in this present time, to begin to navigate around it, but you're still trying to use carnal-minded thinking, carnal-minded weapons to try to get the job done. And that's what we've come to and the church has brought himself to it is that we as a people of God want to use the same carnal way of thinking and some of the carnal way of tricks and think that's going to transform people's lives and newsflash it is not going to do it what's going to happen is how in the world can we allow evil to come and live in us instead of us on the reverse coming back at them with the truth and the truth being able to penetrate them and the reason why it's because we think that through our carnal way of thinking that that's going to transform life. You think through your LEDs and your coffee and all of this little junk you can come up with that that's going to penetrate life. You think that having Holy no Holy Spirit in your worship services are going to help you because you don't want to be offensive. You don't want to, oh my God, you don't want to be offensive. Well, newsflash, the gospel is offensive. Newsflash, they Jesus said they won't like you because of the truth that you carry. But the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, he's put it on us to do the job right by giving us the word of God. Are you hearing me? The leaven, hear me. 
The leaven is mixed in unfinished meal. If leaven is the gospel, then the picture is that of the gospel being placed into unfinished and imperfect world. Into the unfinished and imperfect church in its earthly state. In its earthly state. The gospel leaven has to be placed right in the midst of the world and the church unfinished and imperfect if it is to do its work. Meal is not bread, not by itself, for it is hard and dry and unsatisfying and too, and not too nourishing. That you, 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 that by itself, meal is not bread. You, you the dough, the, it needs it by itself. Dough is not nourishing. It is disgusting. Like <laughs> it's, it's not nourishing. You, the, the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that leaven is mixed into unfinished meal. That hear me, the gospel is mixed into those who are not a finished work. my God, help me, that the word of God, when you received it at the point of salvation, you were not a perfect vessel. Oh, my God, help me. Can I come for every person that thinks they have to have their life right before they come to life, before they come to Christ? Let me tell you something. It was a little leaven of the gospel that came into my heart that I was imperfect, just like all the rest of those who came to Christ. And guess what? You're still being perfected, even in the midst of, oh, my God, even in the midst of your imperfections. And the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, it's just with a little bit of leaven, it can come inside of something that is unfinished oh my god let me tell you something you looking for yourself to be perfect and that god is saying no 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 no, no. all i need is just a little seed of the gospel all i need is a little let of leaven of the gospel and to come into unfinished souls so that other people who are unfinished that other people who oh my god are unfinished can see how god is operating in an unfinished work and that's called grace the work of grace the work of grace the work of grace. Ladies and gentlemen, you are still being perfected, and that's why he says, he that has begun a good work in you shall complete it until the day of Christ. You are not a finished work. Hear me. Those of you who are self-righteous, those of you who think you have it all together, you are not a finished work. You are unfinished work. That is being, that is being transformed. And perfect it. And so we have it here is that, again, that we are to mix into the world. Why is Jesus saying, he said, you're not of the world. He said, you're, you're not of it, but he, but he wants you to take part in it so that we can mix the seed of the gospel into the word, into the world. I like it. Be I, I, I think it's so funny how most people try to say, see, that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to get in there. No, 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 no. This, here, here's the difference. Here's the difference, right? Here, here's the difference that I have a problem with people. You have most times people say, oh, well, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to work in the world. I'm trying to do that. But how is it that their stuff is mixing more into you than what you have is mixing more into them? It doesn't make any sense. If you're saying that I'm here to be an agent of change, why is it seeming like the world's behavior is corrupting you more so than the leaven that you have, which is the seed of the gospel mixing into them? 
that, my friend, has to become a heart check. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And here's the thing. It does not take much leaven to do the work. It does not take much leaven to do the work. Matter of fact, it does not take much. If you are a baker out there, it does not take much when you put a little bit of that thing in there. Because if you do too much, it's going to overblow. Oh, my God. It does not take much. It does not, it does not take much. Working to reach people and to change the world for Christ there is no excuse of doing so because it does not take much to do so. Oh, I'm not like you, Pastor Brandon. I can't quote out scripture. I can't do this. That's an excuse. That is an excuse. Do you not hear? Do you not see how just a little bit of something? Jesus, we don't know where to get the bread. We don't know how to feed all these people that are here. Just with a five loaves of bread and two fish, he multiplied it. Are you hearing me? Just with a little bit of something, it did not take much. It just matters about whose hands it's in. <laughs> oh, my God. Come on in here. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why it doesn't take much for us, and it shouldn't, is because later to, a lot of times when we feel like it's taking much out of us because we're doing it out of a place of flesh. But when you're in the hand, when you allow the Holy Spirit to work on the little that you have, it can multiply in the much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Leaven. Here's the thing about what leaven does, ladies and gentlemen. It is very interesting that it works quietly and silently. It works quietly and silently without fanfare and the spectacular. He's saying, listen here, he's not looking for people who are trying to be famous. I'm not looking for people that's trying to be so great or, and all of that. No, I'm looking for people. See, let me tell you something. Here's what social media does. Every move that we make, we have to announce. And if people don't announce, uh, if people don't praise you for your announcement, it's like you haven't done anything. If you feel like you haven't gotten enough likes or enough people to comment, enough people to subscribe because of an announcement that you made, you don't feel like it's doing much. If I don't feel like I'm getting enough people to say preach pastor, if I'm not feeling like I'm getting enough people to buy stuff, if I'm not, if it feels like that you're doing, that you're not doing nothing. Here's the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, you do not understand who is watching you. The reality is what I came to grips with, that let me tell you something, during this pandemic, ladies and gentlemen, that God has blessed us so tremendously, and it hasn't been from people that I knew. It's been from people that I least expected, people who I've never came into contact with. You may feel like what you're doing is insignificant. You may not feel like, man, I don't know who's watching. I don't know who's on or anything like that. But then God can send somebody out of nowhere to sow $2,500 into your church. Ask me what you're, what you're doing is not insignificant because just a little bit of what you're giving out, God is able to do exceedingly and above all that you even ask or think. Ask me why. Because you're using the little. You're using the little. You're not looking for people to praise you. You're looking to God, people, to Jesus. 
And leaven works, and, and it works silently, and it works deliberately to accomplish one goal, and that is the growth of the dough. <laughs> oh, man. And it does not fail. Because when leaven is inserted, it's going to, it, nothing can stop it or ever pluck it out. Here's what I'm saying. Jesus has told us the way that we go about handling the war against, the, against darkness is we have to put a little bit of the leaven of the gospel into the society. We have to put a little bit of leaven in the, oh my God, in the individual's heart. I know you want legislation, and which we should. I know you want to defund the police, which I don't think is a good idea. I know you want all of that stuff, but you want to know what's going to really need to happen is a little bit of the leaven of the gospel. Got to penetrate people's hearts to turn. Oh, my God. The reason why is because while we are here, the kingdom, oh, my God, the people of the kingdom have to raise their voice like a trumpet of sire, and they have to cry aloud and spare not and let them know that the kingdom of God is at hand. Hallelujah. Because just a little bit of it. Hallelujah. You can't pluck out once the gospel's in somebody. You can't pluck out the seed of the gospel. You can try to do whatever you want when that thing really penetrates. You can't pluck it out. Hallelujah. You can't pluck it out. That's why the gospel, that's why the kingdom of God has continued to advance throughout all of the schemes of the enemy. Because you can't pluck out something that has genuinely penetrated in the hearts of men and women. Hallelujah. Woo, oh my God, help me in this room tonight. Help me in this room. The reality is, is that when somebody gets persuaded, it's hard for you to, un oh my God, to unconvince them that God is not who he is. When the person's life gets really transformed, for I'm persuaded that nothing can separate me from the love of God. Not life, not death, not persecution. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. When that seed is in the heart of a person that feels like they've been cast it away that feels like they don't that nobody loves them when they hear the word and hear what god has done through his son that does something in a person's heart to say you know what i cannot persuade it that this happened and nothing can, that the enemy says to me no matter the sin can take me from god hallelujah and what we were referring to is, is real transformation. None of that phony stuff that a person cries three seconds in church and then goes back to living a hellish life. I'm talking about real transformation. I'm talking about those who've tasted and seen that the Lord is good and that his mercy endures forever. I'm talking about those who really got the seed of the word inside of them and allow that it's to grow. There is no secret, ladies and gentlemen, to growth. The secret of it is, is that you allow a little bit of the leaven to grow in you, to allow it to build in you. And the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, that those of you out there have a gift and you have the anointing of God and just a little bit of the anointing. Oh, my God, and this is what I love, is that the Holy Spirit didn't come to give you a little bit of it, but at the point of salvation, he gave you all of himself, and that's why he said, I've given you everything according to godliness. I got everything I need. I have everything. Everything is at my possession. Now I got to use it and mix it and watch that thing grow. 
Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah for that discouraged business person. I want you to keep watching it grow. I know you've been going through COVID and trying to get help, but I want you to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord because the reality is just a little bit of faith, the size of a mustard seed, just a little bit of the faith. With a seed of a, like leaven, you will see how that thing will work out for you in the end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to put in that group chat, say just a little bit. All I need, just a little bit. Hallelujah. Just a little bit. I don't know about you, but I'm excited because it just takes a little bit. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you something, TCF. It don't take a whole lot of people to transform our region. It just takes a little. I'm talking about real sold-out people who got a heart and made-up mind. Let me tell you something. When Gideon went into war, he said he had over 10,000 some army. And Jesus, God said, I need you to cut it down because when you go out there, I just need a little bit. All I need is a little bit of people that says I got faith. I got faith to see a man. Oh my God, the region change. I got faith to see my family transform. All I need is just a little bit. Oh my God. Shout hallelujah. Oh my God, help me. I just need a little bit. I just need a little bit. That's going to push me through. All I need is a little. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hear me. Hear me, can I give you this last thing? I'll give you this last thing. And watch this. Just a little. That as you look at what leaven does, slowly and gradually, it starts to continue to grow. Slowly and gradually. I know you think that if you just put something in, and then it's going to grow automatically. No, that's why Jesus gave you the parable of the mustard seed. And that's why he gave you the parable of this leaven. Because it's slowly and a gradual rise. Oh, my God, help me. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning. Maybe I'm preaching to myself. But sometimes I got to remind myself and say, Brandon, what God is doing in your life is a slow and gradual rise. That you didn't go, oh my God, that when you're slow and gradual, you allow God to gradually work in your life to some degree. That when you do get risen to where God puts you at, that you won't, oh, my God, you'll know how to handle the moment. And I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but you may be saying, why, God, I'm I might not get in a fast start like somebody else. But what God is doing is a slow and gradual rise. That nobody can say it was because of that or it was because of this. No, but it was because of what? The seed of the word of God. The little bit of the leaven that has helped grow and gradually seen this thing rise. TCF, we're coming up on four years, and it seemed like it's been a slow journey. We always joke about, oh, my God, it feels like, man, when are we ever going to get to where God has called us to be? But I tell you the truth this morning, what God has reminded me over this past weekend, while he showed me certain great things and the blessings that we received over this weekend, it came, oh, my God, it continues to remind me that, listen, you, I know where you want to be, but this is a slow, gradual rise. This is a slow, gradual ascension. This is a slow gradual, and when it gets to where it needs to get to, you'll see the finished product. Oh, my God, if you stay faithful to it, you got to stay faithful to the slow and gradual rise. You got to stay faithful to it, because once you put a little bit in, you got to wait and see that thing. Don't throw more on something that don't need to be thrown on. All you need is just a little bit of it. 
Hallelujah. It's a slow and gradual rise. Yet it's, oh my God. While it may seem slow and gradual, watch this. It's still a consistency. God, I praise you. I don't know who I'm talking to, but God has consistently begun to move you further. It may be slow and gradual, but I've been consistently going a little step further. I've been consistently moving a little step ahead because, oh my God, because he's doing something in my life. So you cannot get weary because of the slow and gradual process of transformation in a person's life. Because it is slow and gradual, but yet you have to work with them and see the consistency of it. You cannot be, you cannot, hear me, you cannot be so caught up into where you are in your life because you feel like you should be a lot further. No, 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 no. You are where you need to be in God as long as you stay faithful to him. Acts chapter 20, verse 32 says, and now, brethren, I commend you to God. And the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among them which are sanctified. You have to stay faithful to it. It will take time. It will take time. Huh. Oh. But there is a change that will come. There is a change that will come. Hear me. Leaven here in our text for the theological debate, I believe, that is among this text, is that while there is can be a negative connotation that's used, I truly believe that what Jesus is saying here is not only about how what Jesus is really talking about is the promises of the permeating influence of the kingdom of heaven and shall at last be entirely successful. We cannot deduce, ladies and gentlemen, or reduce this parable to the fact that evil can come in. Evil can come in, but it will not overcome the church. And it will not overcome the kingdom, even in this present time. So what am I saying? Jesus saying the kingdom of God is like a little bit of leaven put in unperfect vessels to mix into a world and an individual for its transformation. The reality is we need the word to penetrate so that it can transform. And the only thing that will transform is Jesus and someone's life. That's why the vision of TCF is to connect lives to the transforming power and love of Jesus Christ. Because only he, through the teaching of this word, can penetrate the lives of those who are watching and see transformation happen. Listen, it may feel slow and gradual, but guess what? It's going to produce in the bread. <laughs> oh my God. Hallelujah. Put in the chat. It may be slow and gradual, but it's going to produce in the bread. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Guess what? My, my, my transformation might be slow and gradual to you, but guess what? At the end of the day, I'm going to produce into bread. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put in that chat set. I'm going to produce. I'm going to produce. Just wait on it. Hallelujah. It's like standing in front of the old oven and watching biscuits rise. Uh, at the end of the day, it's going, it's going to produce. And that thing is going to accomplish exactly what God has intended it to do. Come on and give God a praise. CC out where you are. Hallelujah. 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 The kingdom of heaven is like leaven. 
Hallelujah. It will produce. It will produce. It will produce. It will produce. I don't know who I was preaching to, but I, I really encourage you that guess what? It will produce. Your work will not go undone. Your work will not go undone. The work of God in your life, the anointing of God on your life will not go undone. It shall produce. It shall produce. It shall produce. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.